Get cozy. Get real. It's time to settle in and expose yourself. On Cuddle Talk with Angela and Dana. Good. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cuddle Talk. Um, Cuddle Talk is an opportunity for Angela and I to just strip down to our most authentic state and just sit and hang and have conversations with really cool people who are willing to do the same. We're hanging in our loungewear and or pajamas in our cool, comfortable, non-officey spaces with our blankies and our futons and our stuffies. And uh, yeah, just kind of, just kind of chilling. Um, we have special episodes when we don't have guests called Going Commando. And Cone Commando gives us an opportunity to strip one more layer down. I won't get specific, <laughs> but one more layer down to really just, again, talk about, you know, what makes us tick. And uh, and hopefully you'll resonate with that. What you think, Missy Angela? Hi, good morning, Dana. <laughs> uh, yeah, we decided to do these on Monday mornings because when Dana and I, we talk pretty much every day. And when we don't talk over the weekend, usually it's by text or voice clips. We have full on conversations with voice clips um, because we're with our families and we're present and all that kind of stuff. But so Monday morning, we're always catching up and we're always talking about good shit. So <laughs> we would record these like to see you guys you know like share our insights with you guys and uh and yeah yeah so i think dana's picked a pretty cool topic for us to discuss today and i'm gonna try something a little different than we've been doing um every once in a while i'm gonna ask you guys to comment on your perspectives so like let us know like if we bring up something you know like you know Throw in your thoughts in the chat so that you can be part of the conversation, even though it'll be post conversation. You know, you know what it is. Yeah. You know. Good morning, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell. I'm going to open with. Um, I I've been up since four a.m. I um, my dreams are always a really really good detector of where my psychology is, of where you know where whether or not I'm in alignment, right? Like just where I am, and they're really good. Like you know, Angela, you know, anybody who knows me, anybody who knows me, going back to when I was in my dorms in college, I'm always like, oh my god, like my husband won't even like hear about it anymore because he's like, oh my god, they're just dreams. I'm like, but they're not. They're pathetic. They tell me things. You know what I mean? And I've really gotten good at honing the skill. So last night, I knew going to bed, my dreams were going to have something to say. And they loud and clear told me that yesterday, I found myself in a place of fear that I don't currently like to reside, but we find ourselves there, you know? And, uh, and I just want to share a little bit of that with you because my big, you know, again, shouting from the rooftop, rooftop, you know, tell fear to fuck off and fear is this and fear is that. And I know I come across sometimes cavalier, like I make it sound easy, but it's not. And it looks differently for all of us. And, um, I had an opportunity, uh, yesterday to allow it to seep in and to revert to some old patterns. Uh, Angela and I, and I've even written it somewhere at some point, um, have talked about the idea of hermit crabs uh, reverting oh, to their old shell. Angela, so do, you mind, do you mind sharing that? 
Oh my God, I love the hermit crab shell story. I mean, it That's just makes so much sense. Oh my God, but I love it. Okay, <laughs> so so I it's funny because it's like I'll, I'll when I'm talking like to somebody else, I'll use your words all the time, and if you're like you're so smart, I'm like I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, I know. So I love the the hermit crab shell metaphor that you wrote about in Ten Recommandments, right? That's where it was? Or was it, ooh, I don't even remember. You write so many know. books, girl. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm so prolific. <laughs> I don't even remember putting pants on today. But yes, I'm so smart. So go ahead. <laughs> All right. So hermit crab shell. And I, and I so identify with this because every single time, I start to feel a little uncomfortable and you get that little oh shit moment. You go back into like that old tight squeeze back into that hermit crab shell that was like, you know, like that's comfortable, but you don't really fit in anymore, but you know how it works and you know where the light switches are and blah, blah, blah. But the other hermit crab shell that's bigger and better and more beautiful and more room is just across the way. But when you're in between one to the other, you're this fleshy little thing. So you have a point of you making your way over to it. And when you're, if you're, if you're not on the other side where you're closer to it, if you're still kind of in the middle or closer to the old one, it's much easier to run back to the old one when shit kicks in instead of going where you need to go, where you'll have the room, the answers and the comfort and the ability and the, the stepping into one's greatness um, and stepping into your power and comfortability. So I understand the hermit crab shell. Yeah. Yeah. It. You know, people refer to it as like the devil, you know. And it's true when you're most vulnerable, when you're between those two shells, because you got to get anchored in the new shell, right? You got to get your pictures up. You got to get unpacked, you know, put the <laughs> shrub to the front, like the whole nine. And, you know, if you're feeling vulnerable, you know, and there's a predator anywhere, you know, you're going to yeah. go back to the devil, you know, that's why I think many of us uh, return to old boyfriends and girlfriends, you know, once or twice oh, before we allow relationships, ourselves to freedom. Yeah. yeah, and the vulnerability of a potential new relationship. You do realize so, that this has got to be a next like little short story where you illustrate this for us? The Hermocrate <laughs> Show? Uh-huh. Oh, I can do that. I can do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, <laughs> so we all have the things in our lives. We have all of the things, and then we have like the most prominent thing or things that are causing us uh, angst, grief, whatever it is. So I'm going to share my two things. My one thing is, um, you know, anybody who has heard my story, I tell it ad nauseum, but anybody who has heard <laughs> my story knows that I spent uh, 2021 um, trying to grow back my thyroid that was removed in 1996. And uh, I spent the better part of 2022 uh, recouping because anybody who knows anything about the thyroid knows that it just trashes everything from your yeah. hair to your metabolism, everything, everything. And yeah. so in that year I put on probably somewhere between 30 and 50 pounds and um, it is taking a long time for it to come off. And that I always battle with in my head because I learned so much in that process. And again, it's such a, a, a topic for its own conversation. I'm just going to yeah. give you the pieces. This is a perfect opportunity. If you have a question, feel free to comment because I'm happy to, offer some insight. And also, I'm also I'm also happy to offer some witness because I watched the whole thing. Oh my I got God. the play by play. <laughs> and every day I'm like, it's great. You're doing great. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, you are better. I couldn't tell if I had ten chins or one just super chin. You're I like <laughs> You were like you were like, I'm definitely on the upswing today. I'm like, yeah girl. Yeah you yeah, are yeah. Me, boy, Rob's like, my wife is gonna die. What the hell is going on? 
five days, but it's all good. I'm on the app. <laughs> I only took three naps today. What? You didn't do that? No, it was bad. It was bad. I have people now that are like, I saw you in October. I, I really, I thought you were going to die. I'm like, well, I appreciate you telling me that. Oh my God. Wait, Dana, who is, who, you ran into someone at the. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So I went to the Y to pick up my kids. who's at the YMCA. And somebody that I knew from the gallery who I swear to you. <laughs> I swear to you, I knew well. His wife actually did a did an event. Uh, she had an ex, uh, exhibition at the gallery, so I knew this guy well. I've been in his company many, many times, and I hadn't seen him in at least six months. And I'm walking oh by God. him at the Y, and I'm looking at him to smile. And he walks right past me, and I know I'm like this guy doesn't recognize me, right? And he turned, and we both turn and look at each other. And I'm about to say his name, and he goes, "You." look like somebody <laughs> I used to know and I go I go yeah I'm the chick who ate Dana like, <laughs> yeah. I know we derailed it but that's oh my god it totally came down to that but Sorry. yes we digress get used to it okay so so Holy I shit. was a, a bit of a trick and I've been spending the last year getting back to my old self and I'm really I mean I'm I'm vibrant I'm alive I'm productive everything is great and the weight is taking some time to come off and I understand that but I'm trying not to revert back to all the old n toxic um, disserving patterns that I carried in my 20s, 30s, and 40s, where it's like you have to eat a certain thing and you have to exercise a certain way. And I'm really trying to be smart about it. And, but I go through these feelings of insecurity and vulnerability where I, um, I'm like, well, maybe it's not coming off fast enough. So the fear seeps in, right? Maybe I should eat this or I shouldn't eat this, or maybe I should go back to running several miles a day or whatever it is. Got a I can do a sound thing. Okay, so 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 I just want to table that for a second. So that's my most recent, like I wouldn't call it a battle, but it definitely does not bring me peace. Okay. The other one is, again, as you know, ad nauseum, I tell everybody 10 Recommandments for Personal Power. I wrote this book, Personal Empowerment, excuse me. It's kick-ass book. Anybody who's read it all has the same thing to say. They're like, holy shit, this thing is life-changing when you're ready to do yep. the work. Totally. I'm on the precipice of uh, publishing, and we'll talk about how that's going to go down another time, but it's follow-up uh, beyond the 10 decoding the woo-woo. So I'm out there, and I'm really excited about it. But Amazon has a uh an algorithm like all of the face the facebook and the facebook <laughs> you know the, the instagrams and the tweeters and the all social, media. Yeah, the social media <laughs> on the interwebs it has this algorithm and it's frustrating because i know people are reading the book there are not a lot of reviews. I mean, there's not, there, whatever, there's like a dozen, but there aren't many reviews and I'm not getting out of the algorithm. And I felt so disempowered because I published it through a publisher and my hands aren't directly on it. And what I'm learning is if I want something done the way I want it done, my hands have to be way in there. Like I'm making yep. meatballs, right? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, Squish them with their hands. Well, you gotta squish them with their hands. There's people that throw them in the mixers, and I'm like, get dirty, take no, the rings you off, get, dirty. get, get in the there, roll it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, yeah. another digression. <laughs> feel, feel free to post your meatball recipes. So. <laughs> Wet the breadcrumbs, and you can make them gluten free. They're delicious. Okay, go ahead. Ah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Okay. I'll put it in the so, comments. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so that has been a frustration for me, but I do understand that I've taken the necessary steps to move forward with Tenrex and with WooWoo, but it's one of those things. It's a new trajectory and it takes time to build momentum, right? Um, and I get that, but I was in a vulnerable state this weekend. I was feeling fat. And then as a result, I was feeling vulnerable about the other. So here I handled both situations very differently. And it really shows you where we reside. So both of them, vulnerability seeped in and fear seeped in. With the feeling fat, I kept, I, it's just, again, this disempowerment, this battle of, but I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to go back to running a bunch of miles a day. I don't want to go back to, you know, counting every calorie I put in my mouth. It doesn't have to be that way. I don't care how old I am. I don't care that there's a thyroid thing. None of that matters. What matters is that I feel good and I live in freedom, right? That I'd be able to have a dessert with my daughter and enjoy it together without self-loathing. Yeah. I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but... Right. No, okay. Yes. <laughs> but then I battle with it. So I'm having this conversation with Yoda, my freaking husband, who I always think it does not have any idea what's going on in the world. And he's freaking Yoda. <laughs> I hate him for it. But it's a movie. But oh my gosh, he, awesome. he, he was like, we start talking about my age and my metabolism. And I get all, you know, digging my heels and now. Nah! Nah! <laughs> and, and finally, he said something that made sense to me. He said, Dana, you have found your perfect place of your eating, what your body feels good with, what you're willing to indulge on. You're really in a good mental space with that. But yet the weight isn't moving and you want it to move. I swear to God, he said something so simple. And I like, really, I'm like, I'm so stupid. He goes, that means you just have to amp up your physical activity a little bit. Because if one isn't working, you should try something else. I was like, but I don't want to start running. And he's like, why, won't, why wouldn't you just like, like walk, walk. Day or you know what I mean? Or go Swim. Ride you have a freaking pool in your I backyard. But, I, but because I have been so conditioned and I was, and my hermit crab, the old hermit crab shell was like right there. The door was open. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I was, so, so I was like, Oh my God, it's gorgeous in Florida. Um, what are we, the end towards towards the end of October? It gets um, it gets nice. It gets crisp. It's not like you go outside and you're like dying, right? Yeah. So last yesterday afternoon, I had a little break of the day. I spent the day with the family. Everything's wonderful. I got on my bike and I rode around the neighborhood. I saw a turtle, and it Look was you. I listened to the greatest showman. Like, uh, you know, like I got to do all the things. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest show. So it was awesome. And then, and it was like just 30 minutes. And then I had this thought, remember, I hang out with a bunch of unicorns in my house. So we all read each other's minds. I was like, I'm going to throw the football with Nala after dinner. She always wants to do that. But I get lazy and I just kind of like sit on my computer and do my thing. So just as we're setting table for dinner, Nala goes, hey, after dinner, can we throw the football? It's like, she plucks that oh, that's shit crazy. out of my brain. And without <laughs> hesitation, I was like, sure. 
So I tossed the football with my kids, which I immediately regretted because they're dopes. But <laughs> I'm like, are we playing chase the football? Or would you like me to teach you how to throw a football? So we threw the football. So I had two moments in the day that I got some physical activity that were thoroughly enjoyable, that I felt more empowered, that it wasn't about the destination. It was just about feeling good in my body. And if yeah. I keep doing that, that will lead to where I need to go, right? So that yes. was a beautiful resolution. We're going to tie that in a bow. We're going to put it over there. Okay. <laughs> then what happened? So, yeah, guess what happens next? So the algorithms, I had a moment of, fuck Amazon, fuck you, fuck that guy. Like I was not okay. And when I post things on Facebook, I, it's all shameless plugs. And I know six people are responding and everybody else is like, oh, Danny, you're so annoying. But I do it because it's a part of what I need to do and I've become comfortable in doing so. But the one thing that I don't do is I don't, I don't get involved in negativity. I don't speak negatively. I don't respond to negativity. I don't even have friends that do anything negative. Like it's really a pure space, as pure as Facebook and so on. <laughs> stuff and get. And I posted a, a message and I, and it was just sort of like, you know, Amazon, you know, uh, I'm exaggerating. Let's just be clear. Right? It's just total hyperbole. Amazon suck fat one and the algorithms <laughs> and they suck, but there was. It was pretty it, close to that. It had that tone. It had that tone. Yeah. I want to make Amazon yeah. my bitch. You know, <laughs> it got a little, yeah, I, got, I, I got a little loud. I had. But when I followed your lead, you know, I was yeah, like, yeah, all right. Sure. <laughs> Angela's my biggest cheerleader. She's like, Shit, her date is great. Making for me. Amazon sucks, dick. It's so funny. I'm such a sailor. Like, I'm such salty language. And I'm like, you just crossed the line, Angela. I know. Like, <laughs> but I felt it. I felt it. That right, was right. a little. That was, I that was so little. like, ew, Angela. <laughs> I digress. So, so I, I, yeah, so I posted this thing and I even tagged people. And then I went to my friends that I know have read the book. Hmm. And I was like, well, listen, I'm really trying to handle this algorithm. Meanwhile, the algorithm with Amazon doesn't matter because in 30 days, I'm taking it down and I'm redoing the way it was published. Again, details about that will come later. And so it doesn't even matter if anybody makes a review, but I acted out of frustration, desperation, and I felt it. I felt it when I was doing it. It was like a drunk dial. I was like, I oh. should not be doing this, but I'm doing this anyway. <laughs> and yeah. I not only felt yucky about it, but my dreams were so aggressive. Again, Dreams are for another day, but my dreams, like where I woke up doing that thing where I was grabbing at Rob, screaming, trying to wake myself up, knowing it was like I was in a horror flick. Like, I'll just give you one little piece. The the, the being, the, the villain, the evil, the dark forces. Ooh, <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was menacing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was scary. <laughs> Put, was putting like a, a collar, like a choke collar in it, but had spikes in it and was tightening it. And I was just, it was a bad, it was bad. And I, and I knew Rob was there and I was yelling for Rob. It was a whole thing. And when I woke up, I was like, aha, okay. And then I went, I understood. And then I went back to sleep. And then the rest of my dream, because I do that thing where I continue dreams all night. I was now, we spoke with Michaela recently. Oh, Oh my god, Michaela! Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <it's> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we 
Chris Bowman and Miguel, and we're talking about how we're not in an ivory tower. It appears that way because everything is shits and giggles and we look so happy, but we've done the work and all that stuff. So the next part of my dream was representing that ivory tower, but not mm. in how we look at the, the term ivory tower, but just in that great space that I mostly reside, mostly yeah. until my hermit crab shell is like, yeah. And, um, and I was in that. And so then at four o'clock in the morning, I woke up wide awake, can't go back to sleep. And I immediately got on my phone because that's what we do. <coughs> Excuse me. And I deleted, I deleted the, um, the posts because of course they're everywhere now. They're all like, damn, Instagram. And whatever. <laughs> I, know, I shared and it. <laughs> I deleted it. But yeah. So I deleted all the posts. I, I went back and I responded to some of the people that I texted and was like, um, Hey, yeah, and I was honest. I was in a moment yeah. of desperation, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Uh, please disregard. I'm stupid. The end, you know, and I felt a lot better because I regained my clarity with some sleep and I regained my equilibrium by what could I do in this moment to, to feel better. So mm. that's what you missed this weekend, Angela. <laughs> but, but when we have awareness, like when we're willing to look at our shit, because I could yeah. have not looked at it. I could have just felt yucky and then be like, nobody liked my shit and been checking my phone every 10 seconds and nobody posted a review. And you know what I mean? Yeah. But I didn't do that. I didn't do yeah. that. So I, um, I feel a lot better and I, and yeah, I'm back baby. So, when so you probably just in, need, you probably just need a nice rest now. Right? You just probably need like a nice, like, (laughs) time to to integrate all that good stuff and feel proud of yourself and go through all the things that you tell us to do when we go through our own shit, you know? Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I, and I joke with clients, I joke with people when I talk about it all the time. You know, I'm running around, I'm writing books and I'm telling people, you know, (laughs) my insights because I'm so smart. But if you think for a second that I'm not living this shit on the daily, no, man. That's why your books are so good because they're all about your shit. They're all about the stuff you went through. Yeah, there was one story in 10 Racks. I'm pretty sure it was, I don't know what chapter, it doesn't matter. But I talk about my kid's bus, the bus driver, and how I told the bus driver kind of where I to remember go, that one, you know? yep. But I wrote that the day it happened. Yeah, like I was I like, listen, here's the minutia of my life, and here's how it appears. It doesn't just have to be my mother never loved me. It doesn't have to be that. You know what I right. mean? It's like this moment right now, and here's, so yeah, there is definitely value to, um, to being in the train wreck when you, when you're able to pick yourself, dust yourself off and, and learn from it in real time. For yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. No, I appreciate it. I learn from you all the time. You know, <clears throat> I put on, I put on my, my, my political shirt, 2008. This was like the year that I was probably most entrenched in all the bullshit going on because I couldn't look at my own life. I was oh, so. Oh, you mean the app, like the Ooh, my, my, uh, yeah. like the. <laughs> it's so loud. It's so loud when I touch it. I'm like, all right, who's in here? Um, <laughs> let's, let's, let's just flash back to 2008. Who was running for office? It was Obama. Oh, it's Obama. It was Obama year, and I was like. I oh was such God. a mess. I was such a mess. But I, you know, I watched the Daily Show. I love John yeah. Stewart and Stephen. Oh, yeah. They're like the cutest things ever. Yeah. But I was so. I mean, I was in the streets cheering when Obama became president with everybody else in Brooklyn, uh, because that's where I was. Because that's you know? what you do. 
That's what I did. You pick a side. Dude, my whole fucking life at that point in time was upside down. I had just been physically abused by my husband, just left him and needed an outlet. So the outlet was the news and everybody else and everything else going on because everything inside looked like shit. But it was the year, as soon as like we rolled into 2009, because 2008 was like the shittiest year ever. The recession, I had, I got laid off from my job. I left my ex-husband. I was almost killed in front of my daughter. Like just like the not having her on certain nights for the first time. It was like, it was just, it sucked. And, um, but I remember in 2009, it started to like get a little bit better. You know, like I started to like figure out the freelance thing. I started to figure out what it felt like without Maddie. You know, it took me a whole nother year to get sober. But this 2008 was my, I just lived in fear. I still had PTSD from nine, from nine 11. Like everything was just like, it was like the, definitely the dark night of the soul <laughs> was the worst. It was the worst. Um, but I can see now. It, so like in comparison, when something comes in now that I'm fearful of, I can go back to that space and be like, Oh, but I felt that way. And I got out of it. Right. I, I was like in such a dark, desperate, lonely place and I was able to get out of it and build this beautiful life. So when something happens now that causes me a little fear, oh, we don't have enough users on on uniquely or, oh, you know, this person's not doing what I need them to do. Blah, 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 blah. It's like $10 in the bank, whatever. It's like, listen, <laughs> if I could, if I could handle 08 <laughs> and come out the other side to where I am today, you know, like that proof of purchase, basically, like it, it just helps a lot. It helps a lot. Yeah. That. Yeah. You know, I, again, no secret. We talked about the thyroid, you know, that I had thyroid cancer in 1996 and I was too young and dumb to, um, to really understand the magnitude of that. But I understood the magnitude of it, but it did define me. Like it's kind of what about my life. Okay. All right. That's, that's done. And we move on because again, if you know me, that's kind of how I do things. And, but I always thought about that when times were tough. You know, I always was like, you're a cancer survivor. Yeah. There's nothing you can't do. Right? Right? And so we forget, I think, I think we collectively forget sometimes when shit is scary to go, wait a minute, I am fill in the blank with your age. And I have dealt with many shitty experiences, um, way shittier than the one I'm in now. And I've overcome so yeah, what's my yeah. problem? We yeah. forget. We forget because we forget. you're in between those two hermit crab shells and the other ones. And all we know is we're naked. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's like the club lights and the old ones. And you're like, okay. I mean, it looks good over there. Yeah, but the bar lights aren't on yet at four in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, it looks pretty. Um, I wanted to ask you, I don't know. It's, it's pouring rain here and I love it. I love fall in New York so much. If you think about all the moments in your life that have been trajectory changing, you know, like, like 2008 was a trajectory changing time for me. For some reason, everything has changed for me. The fall in New York, being in the fall is when everything changes for me. It's the new job. It's maybe it's because it was always the start of school. You know, my birthday is at the end of August, but all, every job I've gotten started in, in the fall. Every major shift in my life, the decisions are made in the fall. And I wonder if that's like, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why that is, but I was wondering if you had the same kind of experience, if you could think back on like a season. Well, for me, it's it's always been summer. 
I think uh, mm. being in school my entire life, you know, whether I was a student or a teacher has something to do with that. It's sort mm. of like a refresh, regroup, you know, and then go into the fall. Um, but I always had like the best boyfriends in the summer. I've always been like the best shape. The <laughs> 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 Listen, these are the things that mattered back in the day. You know what I mean? I yeah. could put Kamala in the summer, you know, I got pregnant with the eye on near the summer. Like it's a, summer's always been a thing for me, but, uh, but I feel like, you know, we have our own, uh, circadian rhythms, like there are daily rhythms, you know, like you're more of a night person. Yeah. I'm more of a morning person. You know, there's certain things, you know, times throughout the day that are better for us. So I think that circadian rhythm, I don't know if it would still be called that, could extend to, you know, our cycles, you know, like we expand, expand to our cycles throughout the year. I think most people, I love Christmas. Like it's like, that would be like my favorite time of year. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's only because I'm a total dork about it and love to give gifts and celebrate and and all that stuff. But definitely your shift, like I said, was going into the fall, right? Mine Mm -hmm. would be that springtime, that beautiful burst of spring going into the summer. Not the summer going into the fall, but spring going into the summer for sure. Yeah, yeah. So if you're listening and watching, everybody kind of like write in the chat if you have like a time of year that's like, you know, fall's coming or you know, winter's coming and that's like, when you like yeah, make shifts down. and changes, yeah, like yeah. this is it, this is it. <laughs> so for me, it's kind of like, it's it's really like October, November. Like these are the months. That's when I got pregnant with both my kids, you know? Um, it's just always the new jobs or the leaving of jobs or the anything, like anything big for me happens like within these months. It's fertile, so, it's fertile time for you, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty cool, pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, I would like to shift gears if you don't mind. Um, Typically when we, when we do cuddle talk and we have guests, guests, excuse me, guests, (laughs) we're about, about, um, Rob's not here. So that makes no sense. But if Rob was here, we'd laugh. It would be a whole thing. Okay. Um, We do, we do, you connect cards and we, and we connect with, with our guests. But we're not going to do that today, uh, the, the two of us. We are going to um, pull a card. Oh, my God. You can see how tired I am. I'm like, I know. words, pull them. <laughs> I'm like, They're somewhere. It's a card, so Dana. Cards, you want me to write Dana, it? I'll give you two right cards. Here. They're right here in front of you. <laughs> so, so uh, again, as many of you know, I am not just an author, an educator, an artist, and all these things. And I've created a handful of decks of cards. Um, some of them were collaborations. Some of them I did myself um, based on books I've written or, like I said, or collaborative experiences that I've had with some of my friends. But today what I would like to do is I'd like to pull a card uh, from my Veda Finds Her Crown deck. Yay! Yay! Veda finds her crown. I'm going to shuffle. Vegas. Oh, I'm already dropping them. <laughs> I guess we don't want that one. <laughs> I'm going to shuffle. So, uh, so. Petition pickup! Yeah, yeah. So, Veda finds her crown is a book that I wrote a couple of years ago. It's based on the chakra uh, system, which are our ener- energy centers. And, um, I wrote it. I illustrated it. It's like a little cute story. And then the second part of it is a workbook. The point was to take, to demystify the chakra system, because your chakras. And if you're not familiar, you're like, ooh, it's all out there and woo woo. But really identify the practicality of it for people, for children specifically in this book, to reconcile their imbalances 
um, through really understanding what makes them tick. In a lot of ways, it's in my writings and just in my workshops and in conversation, I liken the chakra system to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, like the need, uh, you know, physiological needs, identity, acceptance, blah, 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 self-actualization. And that's really what it's about. So each chakra is represented by a different character. These are cute. And they're cute. They're cute. They're and so each, cute. And there's there's 49, there's actually 50 something cards because I have like information cards, but there's 49 cards. So each character has seven cards and every card is different. Uh, it has the character on the front and underneath it has like an affirmation for that character and that chakra. So this is the heart chakra. His name is Amo. The affirmation is I am worthy of the purest love. And on the back, each one of them has a crystal on the bottom for you rock enthusiasts, but each one has some sort of exercise or advice or something that you could do to, to just feel better if not in that moment, but just in general. So mm-hmm. I would like to pick one for, well, I'd like Angela to pick one and I'm going to pick one. And, um, and if it speaks to you, if this sort of thing speaks to you, then make a comment. And in our next one, I'll pull the chakra of your choice or the character of your choice. So, Miss Angela, what chakra are we focusing on today? Mm, mm, let's go uh, solar plexus. Solar plexus. So solar for those plexus. of you who are unfamiliar with the solar plexus, it's right here. It's between your sacral chakra and your heart chakra and it's really the main oh it's back oh yay, yay! <laughs> yay! <laughs> what do i win what do i win um clearly we don't edit so you're welcome <laughs> so yeah so it it's really about identity confidence self-empowerment um its main resonance like when you develop the strongest in the solar plexus area is um between like 14 and 21 and uh it's always resonant but that's like when it really begins to develop and um so yeah you could learn a lot about yourself by exploring that uh, the main character's name is Dea. i'm gonna pick one from Dea. uh this is a good one <laughs> so Dea. And the affirmation is, I have high self-esteem and believe I am valuable. That's nice. That's a good one. Thoughts to ponder. So this is Mm -hmm. more of a a pondering than an exercise. Do I value myself? What do I value about myself? That's simple. Do I value myself? Yes or no, obviously. And what do I value about myself? So Angela. Hmm. You don't have to answer. I mean, these are ponderings, but if you want to no, share. No, no, I'd like to share. Definitely. I mean, we're all about going commando, right? Um, I do value myself. I value <clears throat> my, my passion for like, and my trust in myself for taking chances and pursuing what brings me joy. Yeah, <laughs> there's one here that oh i gotta have to search for it it's um i uh value myself and uh my purpose something about how i trust my purpose and i'm entitled to my purpose i butchered it but yeah <laughs> let me ask you a question what's the difference between how you value yourself now and how you valued yourself in 2008 
Oh, dude. Right? Dude, 2008, I valued nada. I hung out with the lowest of the low. I did whatever anybody else wanted me to do instead of me doing what I thought was the right thing to do. And I didn't even know. I didn't even know myself. I was, I had zero self-worth. So from who I was back then to who I am today, completely different people. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and, you know, we always talk about doing the work, but your ability, you know, again, we have those moments to do the work, but what happens is, is when we start to recognize the patterns in our lives, just the patterns in life in general, and do the work with intention rather than by accident, right? Yeah, rather than, you know, yeah, getting yeah. the good old, you know, punch uh, to the yeah. uh, <laughs> um, we, uh, we then, um, it, it speeds the momentum because now we're aware of it. Oh, it comes in like this thing this weekend. Like it took yeah. me one night sleep to go, no, this is not the road you're going down. Flip it yeah. and then turn it around. And uh, that's something that I might have never flipped. But if I did flip, it would have taken me a lot longer and I would have taken collateral damage along the way. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I would like to pick one. Angela, pick a chakra for me. Pick one for you? Yeah. Let's go with moksha was that Ooh, okay moksha is the crown chakra and the crown chakra is right here and it's really when you have self-actualized in a way when you really become aware and willing and done the work and you start to open up an awareness and a connection to all things around you you see life in a um in a much different fashion so this is moksha isn't she beautiful? She's so cute. Yeah, yeah. All about nature and all that. Okay. Uh, I release all limiting beliefs and thoughts. And mm -hmm. actually says, but I'm brain dead, being up since 4 a.m. I, I release all limiting thoughts and beliefs. So <laughs> dyslexia kicks in because I'm tired. Okay. All right. Ask yourself, do I take time to be still and sit in quiet? I'm going to answer yes, but it's not that long ago that I was not able to do that. Mm -hmm. Today, take 15 minutes to sit in quiet, preferably outside in nature. Close your eyes and bring awareness to your breath. Feel the air. Listen to the sounds. Allow your thoughts to come and go. No phone, no electronics, no music, no distractions, just you. Being still in nature. There it is. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. And actually, I'm going to do that because it's raining and it's so beautiful and no one's home. And I got a lot of work to do. So when we get off our little chat here, that's mm -hmm. exactly what I'm going to do. Nice. And I am going to roll that card into Dana's Nugs yes. um, at the end of uh, when we're closing out these conversations. I like to throw in a nug. I just like to say Dana's nugs. But uh Because you're a yeah. child. Because <laughs> I'm a child. Uh, but I I really implore any of you who are watching this that think that there isn't 15 minutes in the day because there are so many other things to do, that there is nothing more important than your well-being 
and being alone with yourself for 15 minutes and just allowing yourself to be and not forcing out the thoughts. I'm not, I never used the word meditation until just this moment when I said it. I don't know why I said it again. It was like the child. Alignment yeah, meditation. Yeah. <laughs> but just take a moment in a place that you're comfortable if the weather permits. Um, again, like I said, preferably outside. And just be, close your eyes, listen to your breath, listen to the sounds, be aware of your body, see what comes in and out, acknowledge your thoughts and let them go and allow yourself to have that moment. Um, everybody's different. My circadian rhythm say do it in the morning. Angela's, you know, say do it whenever you feel like it. <laughs> Pretty much. She's a, little more, she's a little more flexible than me. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. Take that time. It's, um, it not only will make you feel better, but you'll see the things in your life that felt daunting will feel a little less daunting afterward. So thank you, Angela. I appreciate you giving me the floor today because I had lots of mouth sounds to share. Dude, even in your exhaustion, you are uh, Confucius meets Rumi meets Dana Sardano. <laughs> you know, word on the street is Rumi did not write his own memes. I heard that somewhere. You think Rumi writes his own memes? So that is. I think good. that needs context. I think that needs context. Yeah. I asked Angela when I was writing Ted Rex, I had a list of what I thought were very profound <laughs> statements. And I'm like, can you make memes for me? They're like, mine are ugly. Like, you know, this is what she does. Like, she's a genius, you know? <laughs> we make memes. And she's just like, you think Rumi wrote his own fucking memes? Of course. You're Dana, Sar excuse me. <clears throat> You're Dana Sardano. And I was like, yeah, you think Rumi writes his own memes? I don't write my own memes. Because, you know, who am I? You know who I am? So, uh, so yeah. So, when you see my yeah. memes, just know I didn't make them. Because uh, Rumi does not write his own memes. Um, Okay, so, and I like to close out uh, Cuddle Talk every episode with our, our Academy Award acceptance speech of thanking everybody. <laughs> well, let me get comfortable. Oh, that looks like I'm being on a plane. I got my snacks. <laughs> Trey, put your tray seats up. <laughs> okay. Come on. <laughs> now I'll keep it simple and short today. A um, couple of things. So um, Dana has mentioned over and over again that she has written a book, 10 Recommendments for Personal Empowerment. And I'm yeah. not going to even push the Amazon thing today. What I'd like to push today is let you guys know that Dana recorded the audiobook. Um, and since we brought up the whole thyroid experience, she brought it up when she was well. Yeah, it was. <laughs> when she, she recorded it when she was well, like her tongue started working again. And you can hear it in her voice. I know, I know, it's really cool though. But you can hear, you can hear her talking slowly. You can hear her literally chewing on her words to get it out. But there's something really beautiful and profound about hearing Dana tell her stories in her own voice. Um, so the audiobook is available on finduniquelyyou.com in the shop. Um, I'll put the link in the comments or somewhere on this whole crazy thing, but I would recommend, you know, getting the audiobook and just, you know, we're, we're in the day and age where people don't turn pages anyway. So, um, you know, when you're, if you're driving to work or you're going anywhere, you're sitting outside, whatever, you know, just pop in Dana's book. It's really great. 
Um, if uh, we're running a promotion currently, so it's October 24th, uh, 2022, and we're running a promotion where when you sign up for a workshop on finduniquelyyou.com, you will receive a free copy of Dana's audiobook. So even more incentive. And um, going to finduniquelyyou.com will help you connect with a community that will help you feel more uh, fulfilled in life, you know, like if you're lacking direction or need somewhere to someone somewhere to go, because you're kind of like, there's like the world's been, you know, like the, the, everything kind of sucks right now. Like, we, you know, we, we help you kind of like figure out, we call it kindergarten for adults. So um, thanking to, thanks to uh, Scopic Software and Eugen for doing our editing. Um, we're using uh, this pretty cool software that I like. It's called Riverside FM, Riverside.FM. It's a cool studio that's online for anybody who wants to join, it, join us in the video making world. Um, and um, I would like to thank all of our U instructors who are hustling every day to uh, you know, live the dream. And um, I think that's it. I think I'm done. Oh, baby Jesus! I'd like to thank baby Jesus! <laughs> she usually gets to like the fifth or sixth thank you, and I'm like, how oh, to thank the Lord, but the breath in my lungs, and the five pound, two ounce baby Jesus. Like she goes on. I want to thank the Academy. And then, but yeah, but all right, Angela. All right. All right. I, mix it up. I, I see. I see. Okay. I, I, I had to go there. I had to go there. I had to go there. <laughs> um, yeah. So anybody uh, who who is watching us, uh, subscribe to the channel. Um, comment below. Engage in the conversation. And if you're interested in being a guest on Cuddle Talk, because you'd like to share a story of you stepping into your greatness, um, I'll put the link below where you can go fill out a guest request form. And we'd love to have you. And we promise not to burp and fart too much. <laughs> too much. All right. So with that, stay cozy. <laughs> That's really, that can't stick. That can't be in. I know, I know. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, good luck.